Welcome to an enlightened hour of interactive talk. This is Guided Spirit Conversations with host Marla Goldberg. In this program, we spotlight guests from all over the globe who have helped others change their lives and will provide you with the tips, tools, and techniques that you need to help make a difference in your own life. Now, here is Marla Goldberg. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Guided Spirit Conversations. Um, Today, I'm so excited. We finally got this gentleman on the show with us, Malku Arabalo. And Malku is an Andean spiritual leader, writer, and promoter of the Inca history. He has been studying for many years the power of the power of the power places of the Andes. Uh, the Andean architects were not only the builders of incredible structures, but also the masters of the power lines, or as they're known in the Western geomancy, geom- geomancy, I can't say it, from the Westerns, ley lines, which exist in the world. Malku has made and uncovered significant discoveries about geomagnetic forces, and he leads enlightening pilgrimages from sacred sundials and dimensional portals to healing springs and celestial mountains in Peru. Malku is also the director of the travel company Pacamama Journeys, specializing in the organization of shamanic retreats in Peru. He is also the author's uh, the author of the following books: The Awakening of the Puma, The Crystal City of Machu Picchu, Inca Wisdom, and Inca Power Places. Welcome, Malku. How are you? Thank you, Marla, for this invitation, and uh, I am open to share with you the Andean wisdom. And uh, I am invoking to Pachamama to give us inspiration to share with uh, all these beautiful people around the world uh, the messages from our ancestors. I am happy to make this this opportunity to share with you all this. Thank you, Marla, for inviting me. Oh, thank you. So you just came back from a pilgrimage, did you not? Could you tell us about it? Uh, I travel a lot. Uh, Basically, I go to the master places from our ancestors where I teach mostly. And uh, I am still on the road, but uh, I did a commitment to have this moment with you. And uh, the people that I am with, uh, with right now, they are with all their colleagues, and soon I will be meeting them. So I've been in Machu Picchu, and uh, yesterday I came back, uh, and tomorrow we have more uh, uh, initiations happening, ceremonies and guidance about uh, the Andean Master Places uh, with all these people. So my work is basically to teach, uh, to inspire people, uh, to give a lesson about uh, ancestors and to share the amazing wisdom about uh, the power places, etc. So, okay, there's an unknown world of the Incas. Can you tell us a little bit about this? You know, in the history, it's been a lot of mistakes uh, because the first people that approach uh, to the Andes, uh, talking about uh, the 16th century, basically these groups of Christians, they were not educated people and they didn't have the interest uh, to preserve uh, what uh, it was uh, the ancient wisdom from this uh, land. So they, they start making a, st- a lot of distortions, uh, a lot of confusion. Uh, and this is what uh, uh, didn't give uh, clarity to most of the scholars in our history. This is why there are a lot of mistakes. And right now, there is a new generation of uh, professional people doing deep studies 
and having more conclusions about uh, the meaning of our places. So for us right now, it's a big vision uh, how our ancestors, they were building, uh, they were organizing their cities, uh, the relation with nature, with the spirit uh, and all that. So right now we have a big picture of all that and this is what we want to share. And my books are part uh, of uh, those uh, contributions that I, I am doing with the society right now. That's amazing. And so what society, what, what is it that society forgot about the spirit? You know, uh, basically all of us, we are looking for a good life. But a good life is not only external aspects of who we are. It's not only based in what we eat or where we sleep. Uh, also, how are your emotions? Uh, how is your approach uh, to your own dreams, uh, uh, to your soul? And this is the uh, uh, part that most of the societies forgot. But our ancestors, they had that very clear. They did the union between what they were accomplishing and what they wanted uh, uh, through meditations, through dreams, uh, uh, like that uh, they put together, you know, the material world and the spiritual world. So our ancestors didn't separate. And uh, in our time, we're trying to return to that. Uh, we're trying to understand the spirit, uh, something that was natural for human being. So our ancestors, they had that very clear. So they didn't have separation. This is why for them... Uh, uh, to do big projects and to feel content uh, that they are uh, making something not only for themselves, but for the entire community and for the nation, that was the main goal. Everybody needs to grow. If everybody grows, so everybody's happy. So our ancestors, they were looking for that. And so you, I mean, and I think that a lot of people today are bombarded with technology and with, with the stress of, especially in the Western countries, um, and where they do end up having separation in their way of being, in their thought process. Did you, do you find that from your experience to be? You know, this is a new times. Anyway, uh, I understand that from your perspective, from your position, being in the Western world, uh, people, they think that everything goes into the materialism. But uh, you have to pay attention because in the same time that in your society you have a lot of technology, you also have big number of communities or people that they are gathering in order to understand more nature, to take the good resources, to start using green technology to be sustainable. So it's a new time. We cannot judge anymore as uh, what happened during the 60s, 50s, 70s, or 80s. Right now it's a new vision of all that. Uh, and when you take the planet, for example, from where started all this organic uh, vision about food, uh, from where is coming all this uh, health care, uh, taking care of yourself uh, uh, for uh, meditation, different healing techniques, etc. There is a bunch of, a lot of things uh, in the United States uh, or in other countries that they are developing a strong relation with the spirit. Uh, so right now we need to do a revision because we are judging people pretending that uh, the Westerners is just full technology and materialism. But you have to do a revision because next to you, I am sure, and also your program, for example, this program goes to many thousands of people that they are ready. They want to have more. They want to do the differences. So I see that we are in a big transition, important, and is needed guidance. If our ancestors can make a contribution with the wisdom, uh, of course, that we want to share that. Uh, but I don't see any more this uh, separation as... Uh, and know, know the way to 
to make a conciliation between the spirit and the material world, right now there is a kind of opening happening. And people, they want uh, more. And then for that, you and me and many others were for that. It's true. Uh, I mean, I know that I have learned the difference of being separated. And now I work very hard at staying aligned, you know, spirit, you know, having my outer world and my inner world aligned together. Because for me, it has brought more peace into my life, more grounding, and actually more joy and happiness. Because when I was tunnel vision, you know, focused on my businesses and growing it and doing, it, I was stagnated as a human being. And when we come together, I don't know if you agree with this, and we come together as, and become aligned, we actually grow as humans. It's because we're growing spiritually and we're spiritual beings having a human experience. Yeah, you feel more complete. You know, you have a reason why you are doing all this. It's not just a job. It's yeah. a, a higher reason, a contribution for you, your community, and the planet. So right now we have to see the planet because it's our home. Exactly. And so how does shamanism, you're, you know, is there a new time shamanism, a new modern time shamanism, or is it the same shamanistic approach to life today as it was, let's say, 50 years ago, 100 years ago? You know, shamanism is uh, different than religion. Many people, they were looking a compensation for emotions, uh, for beliefs, uh, and religion was very good to, to manipulate all that, uh, to control all these kind of things. Uh, but the spirit uh, cannot be contained in a cage. So shamanism is the relation with nature, with Pachamama. It's a direct experience. It's not a question of belief in something. It's how you embrace nature, the universe, everything, and you make all this part of yourself. What happened is that in the last decades, shamanism is being so manipulated and polluted as well, even prostituted so far that uh, people, uh, they uh, were making just the expression of shaman to be so generic, uh, and giving titles like that to anyone, even if this person was not uh, uh, in peace, in harmony, and was not making a contribution for the community, whoever has a kind of native-looking, a kind of weird movement, uh, attitude, etc., people, they were naming the shaman, but these people, they were not uh, leading humankind, they were not contributing for a better society. So shamanism in the past was to make a better society. The shamans, they were the leaders of the communities. They were the mentors, the spiritual teachers. They were the guides teaching about uh, uh, healing process, uh, organization, giving stability to the society. So it's not just the individual for himself and for his family. It's for all the community and the society. So shamanism right now is a kind of uh, mixing of things and people, they need a guidance. And Peru is a classic country for that because people, they are sometimes make, making a fantasy. I am going to Peru to meet the shamans. Think about that. Uh, if we are coming to this land to meet the shamans, that means meeting the masters. If this will be a, a land of masters, this nation will be guiding the planet. But it's not the case, you know? So this is why it's a big confusion in all that. Uh, so we need to train again. We need to teach again. And I am taking uh, the ancestors' uh, evidences, uh, constructions, and places in order to teach people the existence of the temples, how they put ley lines, the homes, uh, 
and everything in order to take us an example for our better life. So shamanism anyway is going to approach you to nature and to your essence. And this is what matters because if you are in peace with internally and externally, you continue growing and we want that for the world. We cannot be separated anymore. And our ancestors, they had that very clear. They wanted integration. And this is what is missing now. And so do you have any suggestions how, a, some, let's say somebody who's listening to the show can start to learn or integrate some of the beliefs or practices to start shifting the, the world, the planet, in, the, in a positive direction, because we've already gone in the other way. Yeah, people, they complain a lot uh, for how bad they are, how unhealthy they are. But even if they complain, they continue doing the same. So right now, we don't need to, to complain if we have, uh, you know, the answers, the examples that exist in the planet. Uh, you are complaining that uh, you are not a healthy person because you are eating whatever you find on the way. But uh, aside that, you have incredible as well production of organic things uh, in respect with nature and all that. So it's a question of uh, changing attitudes. Uh, information exists. Uh, so it's not any more justification saying, oh, no, nobody told me. That doesn't work anymore in this time. You know, your show and many others and literature and many teachers, they've been spreading this message already. So it's a question of personal attitude. You want to make the change. You want to make the difference with yourself. If so, start loving yourself. If you start loving yourself, you will arrive to the conclusion that you deserve, uh, not only deserve something little, deserve the best. Deserving the best is taking you to embrace what Pachamama, Mother Earth, is offering to you, what the universe wants to give to you. So changing attitude, and if you don't have clarity, there are many teachers, and there are different kind of techniques. There are uh, through meditation, through different kind of journeys, uh, approaching nature, there are different kind of modalities in diets that will help people to start being clean and not making contributions with the monsters that they continue manipulating the planet. You know, it's not a difficult thing, but uh, people, they've been so, uh, you know, controlled by the media, the corporations, by religion, a radical power. And right now is the time to start embracing the feminine, which means community, which means the mother embracing the planet. So I see that uh, the personal change is not a difficult thing, but uh, it's up to us. And if we can help, uh, we are ready for that. That's it's so true. So you mentioned self-love. It's something I talk about. But what if there's somebody who really doesn't love themselves or even like themselves? What suggestions do you have for them to start learning to accept who they are, which then can, you know, down the road lead to self-love? I know there are steps to get there. But in your world, how you, how you teach, how you guide, what would you suggest? You know, meditation is one of the beautiful tools. Well, when people, they come to the Andes, they have a confrontation anyway. The confrontation is uh, first uh, is elevation, altitude. This is confronting people to really understand that they are alive or not, uh, that they want to take care of themselves or not. Uh, so it's a very interesting lesson that happens here in the Andes. And through all of that, uh, we guide people 
through ceremonies, meditations, in order to understand how divine, how beautiful they are. We work a lot uh, in relation to the path of beauty because the recognition of beauty is something that is giving to you additional energy for what, uh, who you are, what you deserve. Uh, so continue here, continuously people, they are trained every day when they come uh, because confrontations in the different ways are happening. And if so, people, they don't have option to change or to continue carrying the suffering that they want to carry. Of course, that we don't have the magic key, but there are opportunities. If you love yourself, you would like to receive the best. And we work uh, very much in the path of beauty as well. I love that because really people, you know, it, it's a process to learn because like you said, society, parents, judgments, criticisms that people receive, individuals receive as they grow up, imprint on them. They were their wounds. And it's learning how to heal those wounds, you know, to, st- to start learning. When, once you start healing the wounds, you start learning to let go. Do you agree? You know, uh, the master places here motivate a big change. Pachamama here is, is strongly alive. When people, they come here to the Andes, something is manifest inside, uh, emotions, dreams, perceptions. And we are very uh, in tune with all that and to guide people and to show to them. So if something was hiding somewhere, Pachamama is the beautiful mother of opportunities to help to change. And with our guidance, meditations and ceremonies and shamanic approach, people, they have a a kind of awakening. And if if so, changes are going to be manifest. So opportunities exist. So it it would be a question of people to be open heart and free mind to absorb all of that. That's so true. Your open mind is the first thing. I have a saying. It says, uh, you know, our mind is like a parachute. It doesn't work unless it's open. Absolutely. <laughs> That's a very good <laughs> point. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. It's one of the few that I just repeat over and over again, because if you're not open, how can you receive? I mean, even something as a gift, like if I gave you a token gift, if you weren't open to me or what I was offering you, you would miss it. You would lose it. You wouldn't accept it. We'll return so, to you. So do you agree with that? Yeah, it will return to you if somebody is not ready to receive. Uh, this is why to be open is a very first important step. Uh. And so I agree. It's a very important step. And what I want to do is I want to talk to you more about your journeys, your pilgrimages, your retreats when we come back from our break. So hang on tight. And you out there, please stick with us because we've got some more fascinating information that's going to be shared by Malku Arabalo, who is a shaman leader, and we will be back in a few minutes. So stay tuned. Thank you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. My effing long journey to loving myself, a guide to a shorter path, is an account of Marla Goldberg's transformational journey and a guide to some of the most powerful TTTs or tips, tools, and techniques that she learned along the way. These TTTs taught her how to release anger and learn how to forgive ultimately finding total self-acceptance and self-love. 
Learn to release anger, frustration, and stress. Learn to forgive others and yourself. Go from self-loathing to self-love. Pick up your copy of Marla's book by visiting MarlaGoldberg.net. Do you wish you could avoid having difficult conversations with your kids about sex, relationships, and how to stay safe? Do you struggle with what and how much to say? You're not alone. Tune into Holistic Sex Ed Radio with host Robin LaCrosse for a fresh new perspective on sex education that goes beyond the birds and the bees. We gather together every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for conversations designed to improve your relationships, expand your knowledge, and give you the tools to help your kids make the most out of their lives. Do you find yourself thinking that you're not good enough or that you're not lovable? Do you sometimes feel that there is something wrong with you and that you're hiding something? These are more common thoughts than you would think. It's time to talk about this. Tune in to Where Words Can't Reach, shedding light on our dark side with Dr. Madeline DeLittle, Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call in to the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everyone. Thank you for staying with us or tuning in. Today, we have an amazing shamanic leader, an Andean spiritual leader, I should say, Malku Arabalo. And by the way, if you want to get a hold of Malku, I want to give you some of his information. His website is wakuma, W-A-C-H-U-M-A dot net. And if you'd like to email Malku, it's veganwakuma, so it's V-E-G-A-N-W-A-C-H-U-M-A at gmail.com. And I'll reach out to him. He and his group uh, put on the most amazing pilgrimages and retreats where you are able to see uh sundials and healing springs, celestial mountains, dimensional portals. So welcome back, Malku. I'm, I know I'm reintroducing you, but there's so much to say about you. Thank you, Marla. Uh, the, the master places here are still alive, uh, are still open. And in the years, we learn uh, about the particular energies that exist in those places to recognize how our ancestors, they were building those places on the purpose. This gave to us an amazing training, and this is what we share with people, because when they stop uh, in one of those magic centers and they enter in a quiet time, uh, there is uh, an activation of the heart, and people, without noticing, they start feeling something, and through the offerings and meditations, we guide them in order to really understand uh, what's happening and things that they couldn't process, change, uh, making a personal metamorphosis 
that is the opportunity. So since the first day that people, they arrive here to the Andes and we are part of the organization, guiding them, teaching them, it will be a continuously uh, experiential, experiential uh, you know, opportunities until the end. And sometimes during a week or two weeks, uh, people, they don't have other option than really to feel that your heart is present in life, connecting to their brain. You know, the stability or to the harmonious connection between our heart and our brain will create an impact in the life of people. And we saw many changes. You know, people that they came as regular and after a few days, boom, completely changed. Not only their understanding, but their style of life. So this land brings a lot of benefits. And our pilgrimage can take between one week to two weeks, depending on the time of people. And our team helps us to make all this possible. And we are very well trained people to facilitate the best for everybody. Well, you've been doing this for a couple of years, right? No, I'm joking. I know it's been a long time. <laughs> I know you've been doing this for a long time. It's about 30 years. Now, you were, must have been a boy at the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, could you share with us a little bit about your ceremony and you know, the ceremonies you, you share with your retreat attendees? You know, the ceremonies are the ways of entering in respect uh, with uh, your essence and the essence of the planet. A ceremony is an exchange of energies you are trying to offer respect and recognition and somehow motivating your loving energy to be present. And Pachamama returns to you a double uh, forces and this uh, creates an impact of people. So through offerings and uh, guided ceremonies, people, they really start entering in another level of connectivity with the earth, uh, with Pachamama. And uh, this makes uh, an impact uh, because people, they were feeling sometimes alone and we're never alone. Even if uh, our uh, family or friends uh, or the group with whom we are, we are not deeply connected, uh, Pachamama is the powerful energy that uh, connects with us and shows that we were never abandoned. We were always uh, connected with uh, someone else, and that is the divine expression of the planet, Pachamama, that we call it. So the first step comes through asking permission to the places, you know, asking permission to the land, uh, asking permission to ancestors that we are coming or we are returning. Because some of us, we are just returning. And people, without understanding, as soon as they do the first steps on the master places, there is a, a huge amount of energy uh, pulling them into those places pushing and like that people say why what happened you know i recognize this place in fact uh, some of the people they are just returning and this is uh, making a, a big uh, impact uh, to really understand uh, the, the mission that they have in life uh, that they were never alone um, we are a community and so the work uh, is for the best for everybody so the first step will be in that way and after all that uh, the recognition of the places as we walk uh, 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 in the mountains or in the valleys, people, they start resonating with uh, ancient memories. And if they didn't have answers, those ancient memories are manifesting, wow, I thought uh, that this didn't exist or I thought uh, that this was hiding somewhere and it's time to be manifest to clean or to make uh, a big uh, change in their lives. So 
Pachamama makes practically uh, the big support, and we are in tune very much with uh, Pachamama. So this is the main energy, energy in this land. Do you feel that some of these attendees, these people who have come to Peru and they've experienced this, and they say that they feel like they've been here before, done this before, that they may have had a past life experience in your country coming forth in the present, so that's why there's that familiarity? Yeah, this is very common. It's not everybody, but it's common experience. People, they start having dreams, visions, and of course, through more meditation, some of them will have the answer. Some others probably need more time, but it's a common thing. People say, oh, I can recognize I've been already here. I was part of the builder, or I can understand that there is something else here. So uh, it's making a big impact in the life of people because if people, they had hesitations because uh, uh, their belief system was not uh, so complete, uh, uh, this land will offer a full impact, a full experience and direct experience. And this is what is making the big changes uh, because they will feel that they were never alone and uh, they will be here in this uh, planet until their process of evolution need to be. And after that, of course, something else will be manifest. Uh, but it happens very much. So be in tune and it's very sure if you come to this land, something like that uh, will be manifest in your path. I always feel that if you resonate with something strongly, it's because it's been in your it's in your DNA, your spiritual DNA, because you've been there before, you know, and you, so you resonate with it, with something. Like I very much resonate with going to your area and experiencing it, and I've never been, but I know I feel so strongly about it because it's something I've done before, and um, which is very exciting. We were talking on break about Lake Titicaca and its energies and powers. Can you share with our, our listening audience about some of the you energies know, and powers? In, in the Andean history, at the beginning uh, for uh, the Inca society, which was the last period of the Andean societies in this land, uh, the origin was Lake Titicaca. And in mastery, Lake Titicaca is considered the female pool of the planet. And the energy there is, is strong. It uh, goes beyond the ordinary. And uh, uh, people in Lady Kaka connect deeply with the essential of the feminine. Of course, we can connect with feminine in many places, but uh, there is an additional uh, energy happening over there. And uh, we use uh, the Lady Kaka not only because of the vibration, but also because the beauty and uh, the communities that existed, uh, some of them that are still alive, uh, and some of the pre-Inca places that are also located in Lake Titicaca area. In Lake Titicaca ancestors, they did uh, portals, they create communities, they create observatories, uh, uh, because it's higher than Cusco, and uh, the elevation almost places us uh, near of the stars at night is a beautiful spectacle. Uh, so masters, they wanted to create observatories as well for easy uh, measurements and connections with the ley lines that exist in the planet. Uh, uh, so Lady Dikaka offers a unique opportunity. And in many, in many opportunities, we, we use as well the pristine water of the lake uh, for ceremonial bath, uh, purification. And people, they feel like a rebirth. Uh, the, then uh, we pass overnight in communities. Uh, uh, we travel to unknown places. Uh, to motivate other uh, awakenings in people. So the integration of Cusco and Lake Titicaca 
it's, uh, it's amazing. And our ancestors, they create uh, societies in both places. It sounds amazing. And I just love that. I'm just being so pulled to, to going to Lake Titicaca. And I love the name of it. It, may, it just runs off their tongue. <laughs> can we talk about the prison, um, tradition as a prison? How is tradition like a prison? You know, many people, they've been following what uh, certain currents of uh, social science, they've been dictating more than uh, trying to, to teach uh, in the way that uh, uh, they put a kind of conditioning, saying like that, oh, you have to preserve the tradition because the tradition is what uh, uh, was part of uh, the ancient, the ancestors, and etc. So I am sorry to disappoint uh, anyone uh, because uh, our ancestors, they were not traditional people in the way that people understand them. You know, Cusco, that was the capital of the ancient society, was the capital of the Incas. Uh, the masters, the leaders, they organized events in Cusco. And in these events, uh, they invited uh, many leaders, uh, representatives from the different Andean nations, for them to show in Cusco and uh, bring the best uh, that they could have uh, been creating, uh, the best uh, that uh, they could uh, manifest uh, in different uh, ways, uh, in technological things, uh, in artistic things, uh, in tools, devices, etc., etc. So those representatives from other nations, when they were coming to Cusco, they were showing that to the leaders. If uh, the leaders in Cusco, that was the capital, they found that some of these people, they were bringing something better what they had in this capital, these people from the other nations, they were forced to stay in Cusco to teach uh, to the others in order to make better because what they had that was not working. So our ancestors here in Cusco as the capital, they were proving to everybody that it was not a kind of a, a regulation thing saying like that, oh, this is the only way that we have to, to build something, to do an artifact, to be organized. No, 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 it was, if it was something better, this uh, they were accepting and using for the benefit of the, for the society which means that our ancestors, they were open mind and they were ready to change whatever was not working. So a tradition is a prison, a prison because it's not helping people to go farther than the cage, than the limitations. Somebody was saying, oh, this is the only way. Who is saying that? The spirit cannot be contained in one cage. You know, we are universal beings and our ancestors, they were so practical people. This is why when you go to the Inca places in the area of Cusco or to some of the sites in Lake Titicaca, or you go even to Machu Picchu, you will see that the architecture is not exactly the same, but of course, very well done, because they were not following necessarily an absolute pattern, saying this is the only way. No, no, they were improving things. They were ready to change. They were ready to adapt things. And this was similar for a spirit that was similar for organization, for architecture, for developing tools, etc., etc. The best needed to stay, and the best is continuously evolving. You cannot, uh, you know, make in a, in a in a block in a in a wall. You know, and a spirit uh, has not limitation. So our ancestors, they were not traditional people. Understand that. Uh, but what happened? Religion. What happened? Institutions. What happened, you know, vertical and radical people, they use tradition in order to manipulate. If you pay attention, if you observe the planet, 
give me references of traditional people that are showing a level of evolution that we want to follow. You know, doesn't, doesn't exist in that way. Then why, uh, why people that themselves, they are different, uh, that they are not following the traditions of their own families, they are going somewhere for looking for traditions to validate the traditions somewhere else. So there is a kind of, uh, uh, you know, disconnection between all of that. In that way, of course, tradition is not helping. And this is what is being told to people. And people, they are coming here in order to look for uh, traditions in the Andes. I'm sorry, there is not a tradition here that is the nation. You know, every, every community is independent. You know, every tribe has a different attitude. Uh, and the different regions have different things, different practices. So in that way, of course, tradition is a prison. And do you find, because, I, well, I, I think I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyway, but tradition is very egoic because it does put limitations around people. And when you're, you stay in your ego, you know, try to control people and circumstances, you know, it, it holds you back. Because if you ever notice, when you put your ego aside, things just flow. Absolutely. And when you stand in your ego, you, you, it's like a wall, and it tends to block all the goodness that can come to you. You know, it's like uh, somebody said, this is the only way because it's my way. So the other ways doesn't count. Uh, and this is the way because uh, my father did it in that way. And without understanding, or myself without understanding, I, I continue doing it that way. doesn't matter to others. So, you know, it's, a, it's what you're saying. It's the ego thing, uh, the ego attitude, uh, and it's time to change all that. Uh, so we are not following this little mind, narrow mind, and our ancestors either. We were so open mind for everything. And what you were talking about at the Capitol, the leaders, they had to be open to receive, to be shown that there's a different way and I hate to use the term a better way, but a way that's more advantageous to the growth of the collective. Would you agree? Yeah, this is what uh, mastery is looking for. You know, mastery is not in a cage. And this is the problem with this kind of traditional people that I pretend that this is the only way. And our ancestors, they were not uh, working that way because they were so open and receiving the best from others to make a, a better impact uh, for the society. If uh, the hydraulic system was not working and somewhere else others develop a higher technology, stay here to teach. You know, if the architecture was not well done and somebody other develop a better way to do structures, stay here. So that's showing to you, you know, this open, you know, it's not only that way. It's not, uh, we, do not we don't need to be in a prison with our own ego. We need to be universal. So our ancestors, they pointed that very clearly. True. Okay. Well, I'm, we're going to stop here for a second or for a couple of minutes. We'll be right back. We're going to just take a short break. I want to continue about this because I think it's really important for people to hear about how to open up and be more expansive as, as humans, as, as spiritual beings in a human body. So we'll be right back. And thank you. Hang on, guys. We'll be back.
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. My effing long journey to loving myself, a guide to a shorter path, is an account of Marla Goldberg's transformational journey and a guide to some of the most powerful TTTs or tips, tools, and techniques that she learned along the way. These TTTs taught her how to release anger and learn how to forgive, ultimately finding total self-acceptance and self-love. Learn to release anger, frustration, and stress. Learn to forgive others and yourself. Go from self-loathing to self-love. Pick up your copy of Marla's book by visiting marlagoldberg.net. What makes someone successful in their field? On Transformational Energy Leadership, Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey speaks to amazing guests who share their ideas, advice, tips, and tricks as to what defines success for them. The result is positive transformation for you. You'll learn that personal energy is the key to make it work, and you'll hear through actual examples how to bring that positive transformation to life. Listen live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Take a closer look at yourself in the present. Your body has its own GPS system designed to help you follow your intuition, align your thoughts, and set your own course. Host Dee Lee is here to be your external guide to this discovery. Take a break, a mindful space to pause, and help bring forth the balance that your life deserves. Listen live for Mindful Space to Pause every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call in to the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back, everyone. So I am excited. Today we've got Malku Arabalo. I'm speaking to Malku. He's an Andean spiritual leader, and the information he's sharing is so amazing and powerful. So before we get into more conversation, if you'd like to reach out to Malku, you can reach him at Vegan Wakama. That's V-E-G-A-N-W-A-C-H-U-M-A at gmail.com. You can check him out on his website at www.wakama.net, and that's W-A-C-H-U-M-A dot net. And if you want to look up his books, you can find them at www.malku.me, and Malku is M-A-L-L-K-U. And his books are The Awakening of the Puma, The Crystal City of Machu Picchu, Inca Wisdom, and the power places, the, I'm sorry, Inca power places. So let's talk about the use of power plants. Let's switch a little bit and talk about the power plants that are part of ceremony and, and what you work with. No, you know that uh, Pachamama, Mother Earth, she's been amazing uh, providing to every latitude uh, 
to every territory uh, the beauty of uh, the essence of the plants. Uh, and some of the plants uh, had uh, an amazing effect uh, in people. So masters in the past, they discover, you know, the active principle of uh, certain power plants, uh, certain plants that became so amazing because the result of that, uh, and right now we recognize as power plants. So from the east uh, to the north uh, to the west, uh, uh, power plants exist. You know, from Africa to Europe uh, to North America to the jungles and to the mountains. And uh, uh, people in the past, they've been using the power plants uh, in the way to have uh, a higher picture of, their, of themselves, of course, and their communities. So that was a, a global vision. That was not, not a simple thing. So ceremonies didn't happen with power plants every day, you know, every week, as it happens now. It happened when the leaders, they were, they understood, uh, they were feeling that, oh, it's time, okay, please, and they were inviting to the other leaders in order to have a vision and uh, to help, uh, etc. But right now, uh, the use of the power plants, especially one of those, uh, ayahuasca, is being abused so far that uh, here in our community, people, they drink ayahuasca every day. In the Sacred Valley of uh, Cusco, in the Sacred Valley of the Incas, people, they drink ayahuasca every day. So imagine that uh, in the past, our ancestors, they were using in different periods, maybe once uh, every two, three months, maybe once a year, uh, or sometimes probably a little more often if that was needed, but never in the way that is used right now. And the purpose was... Uh, a higher vision of all that. It was not a purpose to, to try to treat somebody that uh, had a cold, for example, or somebody that uh, had a headache, for example. No, that was not the purpose of the power plants. But right now, people, they use for whatever. <laughs> you know, this has been creating a, a, you know, obscenity in the way that they use. And uh, for us, it's a kind of, it's a situation because uh, People that are coming here with focusing only in drinking, you know, <laughs> it doesn't matter if that exists, the power places and all that, it's, they come just to drink. You know, there are programs going to the jungle and people, they just go to drink and go back to home. You know? So, but power plants are beautiful because uh, are having the function to help us to recognize, to help us to remember how beautiful we are. And as beautiful we are, we are connected to Pachamama. And Pachamama, of course, is the mother of opportunities that will be embracing us uh, and touching us uh, in the ways that is needed uh, to rescue somehow the things that we are losing. So power plants had as main purpose that. Uh, the main purpose will, were not uh, just to heal somebody that was uh, sick uh, because personal attitudes. Uh, you know, that was not the purpose. And this is a terrible part because people, they are calling all these power plants medicine. And that was not the purpose of the plants. The power plants had as main function to help us to remember, you know, to help us to embrace again ourselves and Pachamama and the universe and all that. And uh, we ex experience uh, all these power plants uh, here in the Andes uh, with respect. I work personally with Wachuma. By the way, when you were referring to the website, the expression is Wachuma. 
Okay. So I said it wrong. I'm so sorry. Just, just a, a little correction. And uh, so, Wachum is what exists here, and ayahuasca exists in the jungle. Uh, people, they shouldn't be abusing if this is not working for them. If that works, take the lesson. It doesn't work, you don't need to force yourself. And there are many people forcing and forcing and forcing because the commentaries, because the speeches uh, from different people uh, trying to say, oh, that was amazing, but many others didn't have an amazing experience. So uh, people, they should go with respect uh, with all these amazing plants uh, and not making a, a pollution of what uh, represents uh, the majesty of those plants. Uh, and people, they should return to themselves, for example. What happens in the United States, you have peyote. People, they should go to peyote to use more and to know more the abilities of this master plant or go to mushrooms. But people, they are just taking ayahuasca to all the corners of the world. You don't need to come to the forest here, to the jungle anymore. You can have in Manhattan, in San Diego, you know, in Vegas. You can have it wherever, you know. But that was not the way of our ancestors did it. And it's not for sure that uh, everybody drinking ayahuasca in the planet means that everybody's going to be illuminated. Not at all. And people, they are having all this confusion. So far, what I know for all the people that I met, more than the 50% of the people abusing in the use of this kind of power plant uh, are having a distortion are not having a benefit. Less than the 50% are having a benefit. So then we should uh, uh, approach those master plants with respect. But exist all over the planet. And here in the mountains, we have Wachuma. And we are sharing sometimes the opportunities to guide people in ceremony with Wachuma. And uh, I've been working with this for almost 30 years. Then I know very well about uh, this. In, uh, but we work with respect. Uh, I am not focusing in a power plant because the most important in our existence is ourselves. A power plant is an additional element that we can use if it's needed, but we don't need to be dependent in the power plant, as many people they are right now. You know, I have plenty of tools, and the power plants are one of the tools that I have for my life. Do you feel that people who partake in the power plants when they come in being more open to their experience and more organic in their experience have a better outcome than those who come in to get high or come in with ego or come in with their limitations? Most of the people is just to have an experience, you know, is to be high. Most of people is, is that because uh, uh, you know, power plants in the past uh, were involving people with education, people with a personal preparation. That was not uh, given to everybody uh, as crazies. Uh, uh, sometimes in festivities, probably they were provoking this shifting, but that was it. Uh, but right now, people, they are having us having Coca-Cola. People, they are having, uh, having just any kind of drink, and that was not the way. So many are going more for the ego or for what the media is spreading. You know, ah, do you have ayahuasca? So people, they are focusing in coming that because supposedly that's going to change their lives. And no, you know, the change is a full of things, a full of elements. It's not only a drink. It's not only, you know, a touch. It's a full of elements to change your life. And changing your life is a process. It's not like switching, putting as, you know, 
flipping a switch and all of a sudden, voila, your life, your life has changed. It takes some effort to be able to shift out some of the belief systems that have been imprinted in us. Some people, they can have the benefit right away. But uh, this is not assuring that it's going to be the experience for everybody. As well, some people, they can have the benefit in a meditation instantaneously. So then it doesn't mean that everybody meditating is having an impact, a change. So then, as you said, you know, change life takes time. It's a personal preparation. It's a process. Well, Malku, I can't believe it, but our time is up. And there's so many more questions I have about, you know, from you. So I'm going to want to have you come back at some time in the future. Uh, if you'll agree to it, it would be wonderful. Sure, I am happy for that. Uh, since we fixed the technology already, <laughs> I am happy to be there. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. And I want to thank um, Voice America, my engineer, Matt to Teresa Scott Reed. I want to thank you, the listeners, for being a part of this show, for taking time out of your day to listen, and hopefully to have some beautiful takeaways. I know Malku has shared some amazing information. And again, if you're interested in going on a retreat or pilgrimage with Malku, please reach out to him at www.pakmama.com. Dot M-E, and that's P-A-C-H-A-M-A-M-A dot M-E. If you would like to reach out to Malku, um, you can reach him at Vegan Wachuma. Did I say that correctly? That's correct. That's V-E-G-I-N-W-A-C-H-U-M-A at gmail.com. Or you can check out his website at www.wachuma.net. W-A-C-H-U-M-A. Fantastic. We didn't do a charity shout-out because for Malku and his group, we're going to put together a PayPal or GoFundMe kind of uh, situation, which I will let you know about in the future, in the near future, where you can reach out to send him and his his, uh, group, his... his, um, Okay, I am losing it, but his his people. Community, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, support and so financial support is easier, so they could purchase what they need. Um, remember about my book, my effing long journey to loving myself: a guide to a shorter path. It is on. You can get it on Amazon, or you can get it through me uh, at marlagoldberg.net. And if you want to find out more about what I do please reach out to me at marlagoldberg.net. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, email me at marla at mghealer.com. And I would love to respond to you and take your questions in. Um, I would love it if you would subscribe, like my pages, this podcast, so you don't miss another very amazing interview. So thank you again. Until next week, I send you love. I send you blessings and I send you gratitude. Thank you for being a part of my day and a part of this interview. Thank you. Thank you. 